Hello and welcome to the Startup Creative Podcast. I'm your host, Kayleen Langford, founder of Startup Creative, author of How to Start a Side Hustle and resident business coach, serving you straight up business advice to help you start, grow and scale the business of your dreams. Hello and welcome back to the Startup Creative Podcast. I'm your host, Kayleen Langford, and it's been a hot minute since I've recorded an episode. So I'm going to pull together my fundamentals of business in a bit of an unconventional way. Uh, Typical me. Well, I've had some feedback that people actually like the rogue content. Taya, actually a client and friend of mine from Friends of Studio, great graphic designer, by the way, definitely look her up, um, has given me feedback that she's here for it. So <laughs> this is a rogue episode. Um, anyway, before I actually get into that, uh, Taya is one of the members of our online membership, the Coaching Academy. And if you didn't know this already, it used to be paid. If you've listened here for a while, um, you would know that I launched it and paid and as a paid platform. I've just relaunched it. I recorded a video directly in there, but now it's free. If you go in there, there's a link. I'll put it in the show notes, but also just go to Academy, I think it is, on our website, startupgrade.com.au, and you'll be able to access it for free. Anyway, that's where Taya and I hang out <laughs> and a bunch of others. And also, yeah, that's kind of like my new social media. So come on down. Anyway, enough of that. There's a video in there that explains why it's free. So I won't bore you with that right now. Maybe that'll be an episode. All right, let's jump into it. Okay, I've been reading. I'm going to give you some context. So some books have been Sand Talk by Tyson Yunkapora, who is an Indigenous man, Indigenous Australian, and he talks um, all about the sustainable practices and of Indigenous people all around the world and how we can learn from them. So I thought that was – I've learned – Oh, I could do a whole episode on that book. Actually, I'm going to try and hunt Tyson down. He lives in Melbourne, so wish me luck. If anyone knows him, let me know. <laughs> okay, a couple of other references I'm going to pop in here is The Hidden Life of Trees, um, which is an incredible book all about how trees communicate and that they're alive and all of these things. So learning lots from that. Uh, and also recently I've listened to The Choice on Audible by Dr. Edith Edgar, who was a survivor of <clears throat> Nazi war camps um, and 4,000 Weeks, which is um, by Oliver Berkman. And that one's the time one that I might have referenced here or on social media before. Um, so a few different books there that have like, I guess for me, and I shared this on an Instagram live lately, is I often do this thing where I didn't used to and it took me a while, but putting lots of different data, like points and information into my brain and allowing it to percolate and, you know, process and and connect up with links and find similarities and patterns and and truths. I think often it's, you know, it's easy to read something or 
you know, come across something and be like, cool, I'm going to teach this now or, you know, that must be the truth. But really allowing myself to sit with things and really pull out deep lessons and once they kind of connect, then, um, yeah, it's sharing from that space, which is probably, I don't know, maybe this is an excuse you can tell me if it is, <laughs> um, you know, coming back to podcasting when I feel like these lessons are coming through for me. Anyway, we'll reflect on that as well, but feel free to call me out. All right, let's jump into it. Five lessons learnt for fundamental lessons for business success. And I'm also going to say sustainability because you will probably have noticed the increase in scarcity and fear and worry with interest rates and inflation and cost of living. You've probably even noticed, I would love to hear how you're going, um, a pullback in people spending money perhaps as well. So that can be all things that are starting to create a bit of pressure, which means it's always a good time to come back to building a strong foundation for yourself and your business so that it is sustainable. Because what I think will happen is that as we go into um, you know, different changes. I'm not going to say certain triggering words, but as the world evolves and changes, then businesses that are built on a strong foundation are going to be able to ride the storms and the change of weather and change of conditions and be able to get out the other side. So this is going to be a real testing time for those who are prepared to do the work on their business and not just in it because if you're in it you're going to probably just be looking at numbers and money and profit and doing the same thing and looking at okay how do I sell this 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 and this and you know you just kind of become tunnel visioned in sales whereas if you're working on your business you're zooming out you're getting perspective you're asking for input you're gathering more information and data to help your brain creatively think, to set solid foundations and to be able to, um, yeah, withstand whatever conditions get thrown your way. All right, let's jump into it. Okay, the first lesson, the lessons I've just, <laughs> proper rogue, um, is that these are the lessons I think that I've pulled from books about really like the um, the choice book was incredible about really coming back to somebody who's had a really hard life and how the human condition prevails um, and learning a lot from that. And then also Sand Talk, which is a lot of Indigenous practices and knowledge. Um, 4,000 Weeks is all about, you know, a very out-of-the-box look at time, which is really refreshing if you haven't already looked at that. Um, and then these trees and there's a lot of similarities in how we work as humans and also in ecosystems and lessons that we can learn when we get out of the way is thinking humans have all the answers because nature has been thriving much longer than we have. Okay, so the first one that I learned that I've been taken home from, from the book, um, the trees book, was where it hurts, we strengthen. And what it's this lesson of when things hurt and they're painful and we have setbacks, and I guess like I will say references of books, but there was a lot of messages that crossed over here. And when things hurt and we experience pain, 
It's an opportunity for us to look at where the structure has been broken or where, you know, it hurts and we're able to then gather more information about what we need to do to patch that up or to strengthen it for the next time that that might happen. So, you know, if it is, you know, getting a, a um, something going wrong and you, you certain season, um, looking at the pain, looking at it is and going and, and going, why did this happen and, and how does it happen and what do I need to do? So the pain is, is drawing your attention to it so that you can build a stronger foundation for the next time round. So instead of looking at um, pain and setbacks and, you know, things where it hurts or it's hard as a, a way to move away from it and, and numb it or to push it down, how can you look at it and go, what, what do I need? What resources, what information do I need to better prepare for this potential risk in the future? Um, an example of that was the tree that, you know, if a tree doesn't store enough water th through the summer and uses too much of its water um, stores through, you know, and doesn't preserve some for the, the summer, um, it'll run out of water and it'll get a crack in its um, trunk. And that tr it has to then use extra energy that it doesn't have to try and restore that and to, to fix it. But the tree learns the lesson to <clears throat> then preserve water and and better, um, yeah, use the water over over the period of time and so that it doesn't ever run out again. But yeah, I learned this also. Dr. Edith became a therapist as well. So I also just keep pausing because I'm drinking coffee, which when I recorded and got a speech training, they told me <laughs> not to drink coffee for a talk because it dries your throat out. But it's early in the morning, so I wish they didn't tell me that. <laughs> um, but the other le the reason around pain that I love so much is like that's what I've learned through therapy as well and and not being a victim in your life. And that's the difference. That's the whole reason why I started my business was that I felt like I was being a victim of my life sucks, my career sucks, you know, I don't want to be here, I don't want to go to work and spiraled so far into victim mentality that I had to dig myself deeply out of that. But the thing that got me out of that and continues to keep me out of that whenever things get hard, and I see this, this is the difference between success and people who give up on their businesses, is are you going to be a victim to circumstances? Are you going to say, poor me, this is happening to me, my life sucks, you know, this has happened now, this has happened, and all of these things outside of me are making my life hard. And when we're in that space, then you can't change. You you can't change somebody else's behavior. You can't stop, you know, world circumstances happening. You just have to be able to adapt and change. And so getting out of victim mentality and instead of going, this thing is happening to me and I can't do anything about it, go, this thing, something outside of me is causing pain or there is pain or discomfort in my body. What is my responsibility and what do I need to do? to strengthen that part or to prepare it or to patch it up or to gather more information and resources. And so if that is, you know, that's, that's where like coaching and mentoring is so vital is because you have this situation and I do it as well. It's like, okay, I see this thing didn't work. 
what do I, if I, do I have it, what it takes or do I need to go and, and get an outside perspective and, and find somebody to say, can you help me fix this thing? I don't have the skills and the resources and find the person that does um, or take a good hard look at it yourself and see if you can zoom out enough to see where the pain came from and what you need to do in order to strengthen it for the next time that that um, situation arises or just the next time that pain arises, you learn that skill over and over. Okay, number two, life thrives in community. I love this one so much because I think this is a big part of why I made the community, the membership free, is because it's not the money that comes into my bank account. It's not, you know, the followers or any of that that is important, right? It's like for that community, the, the benefit of that community, the only reason that community has anything of value is if it's thriving right it's like that is an, that is only then a asset to me or a, you know a um a success for me right is my my business is successful if our community is thriving and supporting each other and that is you know when when community is at the center and we're we're putting our energy well i'm putting the energy into helping people and connecting people and and just bringing people to together, the rest feels easy. So for me, that was a big lesson I've been learning is like when the community is thriving, then, you know, I don't know how that's going to look moving forward and maybe I've made a big mistake no, and I feel really proud and grounded in that decision. But for me, it's like just put community at the centre and then whatever it's meant to be will be and I'll see where that takes me. Who knows? Um, but right now that's the most important thing and it feels right for me. But um, I also have been learning so much and it just makes so much sense. And I think we forget to look at nature as such, you know, potent lessons, but an ecosystem in every aspect of nature has thrives through with diversity, right? So there is a crossbreed of, um, species and animals and insects and different plants and trees and seeds and, you know, all of nature thrives when it is in an ecosystem that is balanced and supported and giving and taking from each other. So it's a circular, you know, process of there is no one dominant species, right? There is, there shouldn't be. And I think that's the downfall of the human race. And, you know, what could be the end of us is that we think we're this egotistic you know, amazing, got all the answers, when nature actually is working in harmony and there's a a beautiful um, connection to diversity and sharing resources and, and their skill sets. And so learning lots about how fungi in help to connect messages in the trees so you know tree roots actually go deep under the ground obviously and when they send electromagnetic pulses but also um water and sugar to each other which is pretty amazing but where their the um roots might uh end and don't quite connect to the next roots of the other tree fungi come in and they have a mutually beneficial relationship 
to help extend those roots to the other trees and create this like described as like a a Wi-Fi, you know, like a, a K, um, internet connection um, between the trees underneath the ground, which is pretty cool. But I think the thing that I've really taken from that is that <clears throat> no one species should be the most dominant. It shouldn't kill out the other species. Obviously, there is a healthy level of competition but if all of the other trees were to die, then there would be, and one species remained, if there was a certain bug or something that came along to attack that one type of species, then there would be no other diverse plants to be able to aid that tree. And so trees actually do support even their competitors, you know, and, you know, in, in, you'll see it in the circle of life with animals as well. The Sand Talk book um, has so many amazing examples about the benefits of certain different animal species and plant species um, working together as, you know, natural aids and sharing resources and, you know, um, killing off, you know, pests to help the trees thrive and, you know, in the most unique, wild, you know, inclusive ways. There's so much to learn from it. But I think for me, I look at that and I'm just like, yes, we're meant to be in community. We're meant to be supporting each other. We're meant to be lifting each other up. We're meant to be learning and not always, you know, the top dog. And I think where I've been having this conversation with a lot of creatives lately about feeling lonely. And I think if you're in that space, I encourage you to come join our community. Just reach out to someone. You don't have to do it alone. And ideas can't be you know, born and made better in solitude. Yes, you might, you know, access them and concept them. But I know for me, if I have an idea, then I, um, being able to, to go and share it with somebody who might ask the right question or give their insight, um, to help open a door and take the idea in a way that, you know, new direction that I didn't think was possible. Um, so be in community, ask for help, you know, learn from each other. You know, we're not meant to, to do it alone and to reinvent the wheel and to suffer in silence, but we're meant to be able to support um, and offer our resources and our skill sets so that all of us can thrive. And there's that's the way it should be. It shouldn't be this, you know, who's who's got the most and who's the best. Okay, number three, which is really fucking cool. It's called, I called it planting seeds original, but, um, the cool thing that I learned about trees, this might be basic, so don't judge me if it's not, if it is, if you already knew this, but, um, that see the trees program their lead, their, their seedlings for a year in advance. And they also decide if it's the right conditions to plant their seeds. So, instead it's not like they're just like cool I'm just gonna you know come up with a seed and and plant it now there's a whole year of of understanding and taking in information as well to say what does this seedling need for to be able to what conditions is it going into right and that's like a year in advance that seed is being programmed with you know what kind of world it might be entering into and when it's also going to be dropped, you know, after the information of the environment. And I thought 
you know, this is amazing because it's so often we're in this fast-paced culture where we're just like, I've got an idea, I'm going to start a business. Like, I get it. I'm there too. I've been that person. And it's like, go, go, go. I'm going to do this. Definitely there is a time and a place for fast action. And that's what I love about being a startup is like, cool, I've got this idea. I'm going to get moving on it straight away. Um, but knowing that sometimes there there's a time for that for sure but for things to be long lasting they have to be you know thought about for for and you know in consultation and observing the environment and the needs of you know your audience and trying to understand that you know it's like I really think it's you've been a strength for me. It just personally, I've I've learnt this and learnt it from other amazing people along the way, and I think it's the difference between a strong foundation of somebody who's going to last is to go. You know, there's one thing to, you know, to get fast data and quick advice and things like that, and to act in that really, you know, you. Uh, impulsive way which is like first to admit I'm highly <laughs> impulsive uh, which works a lot of the time in certain situations but for a strong business foundation that you want to stick around take time to be in conversation to 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 observe to understand to research I do this with coaching clients a lot where we can sit in a in an hour or sometimes you know a few sessions in a row and really get to the bottom of their core values their tagline their business model what they're standing for and sometimes you know we we come up against this like we're going too slow and this is a waste and all these things and for me I'm like this is and I often feel that too right and I and I can get like oh I've got more to give you know but I think that what I've learned over the years is you know I could do six coaching sessions with somebody and use their whole six-month package on understanding their core values their tagline what they stand for who their target market is and and how they show up in and to express that and that would be everything that they need because the clarity and the focus and the next steps and the doors that open from that uh it's almost like this compass it's like you i now you now have a the compass and the tools to move forward and allows you to stay in alignment and have that parameters so um, i've actually been thinking about doing that as a as a foundations course because i really do think when you've got that stuff nailed um then the rest is easy you know we can check in here and there but that stuff is like your compass and that means you're not dependent on me <laughs> you know what you're doing you know where you're going um anyway seeds plant seeds plant them in advance <laughs> like all and and that's the other thing right is like we plant seeds and they go into the unknown they go into underground and they need watering and nurturing and they may or may not you know surface in a way that we wanted them to but um planting seeds and you know doing that well um is a strong foundation rather than just you know sprinkling it on the topsoil i think that's a bible reference <laughs> you tell i used to be a bible person um anyway so plant your seeds and it's okay if it takes time um because 
that's how you build something solid. Okay, number four. I feel like I'm really rambling. Uh, creation is in a constant state of motion. This one, I think, you know, I've, I talk about it a lot, but I think the biggest pain that we come to in life and in business is, is when we cling to the known, um, when we we try to predict how things are going to be, we cling to that or we obsess over how things were in the past and we try to rinse and repeat that over and over again. And what we're back, what we're enduring and have been enduring from the pandemic times to what is to come in the next, um, you know, year with the change of the economic environmental state of being, um, is there's going to be changes and there always is, you know, we can call it pandemic, we can call it the economy, we can call it whatever we want. The reality is if you zoom out far enough, it's change, right? It's movement, it's motion. And so Tyson Yonkapura shared this quote in Sand Talk that says, nothing can be held, accumulated, stored. Every unit requires velocity and exchange in a stable system or it will stagnate. And this is where I think lack mentality comes in. We try to store and control and to accumulate and this is mine and um, that's stagnation, right? Uh, Happy Money is the other book that I read and he talked about this as well. That And it's like, you know, you, you can apply this to money, to um, a pond, you can do an ecosystem, to ideas. If we try to cling and hold on to and accumulate for us, then that's when stagnation occurs. So trusting that we're in flow and not clinging to things that we think have worked in the past or that we are predicting and go, okay, well, this is going to work. It's also allowing an element of surrender so that you can have, you can see the infinite possibilities available to you. And that is a really smart lesson for business owners is to always keep an open perspective for new ways, new ideas, new opportunities, innovation, smarter ways of doing things to be shown to you. And if we cling to the known too much and we try to stay there, then we we will be left behind and we cause ourselves pain and suffering because the friction of trying to cling to something that is in constant motion just you know, rips, shreds through your hands. Um, so allowing yourself to be in a state of flow and surrender and open-mindedness. And if you find yourself too tunnel-visioned, too stuck and too clinging, get an outside perspective. Like there is nothing more important than help saying, I need help and let me, you know, help me to flow and to let go and to see things differently. And being humble and in community enough to, to seek that and know that seeking that is also going to bring abundance to you as well because you asking somebody else to help whether that's you know paying somebody or or allowing someone to give to you and you're opening yourself up to receiving then you know when you open that up then you're also receiving you know energy that is abundant in lots of different ways but it also allows you to then be able to give back um, and be of service and and have that transaction as well 
So it's that thing where when you invest in yourself, you open yourself up to receiving information that you didn't already have and know. Um, and then that also by, you know, being that puts you back in motion by asking for help and to or investing or, you know, getting back into momentum. Um, it creates momentum and movement and, and pulls you out of stagnation, which then also helps to attract abundance, to see new ideas um, and to gain momentum. Which takes me to my fifth and final tip, which is to take your time. And, you know, similar to planting seeds underground, the Indigenous people have what we call a yarning circle or yarning as a practice, which is, you know, in a traditional community, it's where people share stories and ideas and they sit and there's no right or wrong or hierarchy. It's a circle. So no one feels intimidated. Um, no one feels, you know, higher or less than. And it's a contribution where you listen as much as you, as you speak. But there is no, um, there is no set time for it. Like it's not like a board meeting where you'll be like, cool, you know, we've got one hour to discuss these things. It's a community consultation. And, you know, that's where you know, we can bring ideas to be solved or to innovate or to, you know, to um, bring community back into alignment and to discuss things, but it's the sharing of knowledge and information through storytelling, um, and it really goes back to like there's no beginning and there's no end. It can take as long as it needs to take, and you don't interrupt. And you know, it reminds me of also what I learned about time in the Four Thousand Weeks a book, which is, you know, before we were. Um, sold our time, literally, when factories workers said, come and work for us. Um, they said, how do we get everyone into the factory to work at the same time so we can run these big machines? Okay, we'll buy their time, literally. So there's like a hard day's work. So you came in and you you got your dollars so that everyone could be there, right? But before that, before factories and mass production and you know, huge storing units and preserving, you know, um, man, uh, machinery, then you just took what you needed and you didn't work to a nine to five. You actually flowed with life and with the harvesting seasons and when, you know, when the grain was ready to be picked, you would go and pick the grain. When the cow was ready to be milked, you could go and milk the cow. And that's how you ran your life. You couldn't hurry it. You know, you can't hurry a cow. I mean, you can now probably. Um, but you couldn't store milk. There was no refrigeration. So why, you know, milk the cow more than it needed to be milked because it would be a ruin of, of the resources. But I think it's this thing where it's like flowing with time and and being allowing ideas and things to come out at the right time and not rushing things and forcing them because that can come from that real lack mentality, a control mentality. It's a, you know, 
I'm in my, you know, isolated little booth of I have to do all of these things and get them done at this time and, you know, if then I become worthy or whatever. But really surrendering to the fact that if, what if we weren't meant to be on this turbo timeline and what is it, is it serving you? Is, is what's on your list? And I'm going to actually write a post about this today, I think, is this idea of coming back to, you know, why we do what we do. You know, does it really make you happy? Is what's on your to-do list actually meant to be there or are you doing it because you've been told that that's what needs to be done? And I think when we, we you know, take all of these lessons from nature and Indigenous communities and people who have endured hardships and are seeking outside of the box answers to some of the, our struggles, we can really start to, to question why and how we live our lives. Is it to accumulate more so that other people, we, we're, we're ahead? Um, is it to finish this, t- you know, box of this to-do list so that we're the best in, and we feel validated and, and worthy? Um, anyway, this is a bit off topic, but um, yeah, coming back to taking your time and learning from, you know, nature and Indigenous communities that didn't rush things to fit into the deadlines of others, but allowed time to to flow so that they could come up with ideas that would stand the test of time, that would be, you know, in consultation with community and the ecosystem um, and, yeah, and, and, and allow it time to be there because that's where you build a solid foundation is by taking your time. You know, you can't rush it. It's You can't build, you know, the straw house is going to get blown over but, Go and build something that's got a solid foundation and that means yourself as well, taking time for yourself, taking time to support others, to listen, to learn and to build something of solid foundation and know that if if it feels like it's taking its long time, then that means you're building something great <laughs> and you're, you're not just rushing it. So you're investing in yourself and in your business now where others, you know, and I see this in coaching, someone will come in and say, I'm ready to start my business, let's go. And we build a solid foundation. I'm like, here's all the lessons I've learned that I made mistakes of or that I've had other clients um, come with their mistakes. And then some people, yeah, and then some people will come and be like, hey, I I rushed it at the beginning and I didn't build a foundation, now I'm here, you know, so... Oh, I built this foundation, but I'm ready to build a bigger foundation. Like I've, I've outgrown my, you know, my current foundation. How do I build the next level to help me grow and to hire and to land bigger clients? And that requires a new platform, um, a new, you know, a level on your foundation building. So we build that, you know, to, to grow as well. Anyway, hope that helps. Okay, so let's just quickly recap. Get my paper out of the way. Fundamentals for building a sustainable business um, is where it hurts, we strengthen. Life thrives in community. Um, Plant your seeds and know that, you know, you're planting them and you might do it the season beforehand and they might take some time to grow, but that's okay. Creation is in a constant state of motion and can you flow with it? 
and taking your time to build a solid foundation and not just rushing something that's going to get blown over or left behind in the changing environment. All right, guys, let me know how you go. Come say hi in the membership. Would love to hear what you thought of this, where you're at, what you're going through. And if you haven't already, um, can you, would love to, to invite you to leave a review. That would be amazing on podcast, on Apple podcast. Um, that would be awesome if you haven't already done that. It would mean a lot to me. Thank you so much and have a great day.